Welcome to the Sporting Ones AFL podcast. Review round six, preview round seven. I've got Hayden all alone with me. How you going, Hayden? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Good. Uh, and we've got some wild and wintry weather to uh, bring us into uh, the heart of the footy season. We do, mate. And I uh, haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. How are you, uh, how are you holding up? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, it's up been and about. a good couple of weeks for the power. Yeah, so uh, we're in my port polo as we speak, so uh, that means it's right. about. And it will be uh, Liverpool tomorrow once uh, they get over the line. Yeah, apologies about Spurs, mate. Uh, missing, missing the sun. Yeah, missing the sun, missing the cane, um, but we move on. Hopefully we can uh, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat next week. All right. So last week, uh, looks like normality was restored as all the favourites won. So the Tigers, Pies, Power, Lions, Crows, Giants, Dockers, Hawks, and Cats all won and all the favourites. Yeah, that was nice. It was a nice change for tipping. Um, although I think the Crows were, were just a little bit of an outsider. But uh, yeah, um, a lot of people picked the Crows. So it was a good tipping week for, for lots of people out there. Yeah, no, which is, uh, well, yeah, for some people and others went, decided to go upset city like myself and, uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't work uh, the next week. So, learnt my lesson. Um, for, yeah, for the only week so far. So, unlucky on uh, a few counts there. Yeah, unlucky or stupid, whichever way you look at it. I'm, I'm going with stupid and it won't happen again. So, from that round... Uh, there was a big match. The twilight match was the Cats and the Eagles. And obviously, unfortunately, your Eagles um, got shown up in a, fair, in a fair light. But from it, do we gauge, you know, given, given the um, teams that Geelong have played, do we gauge them as a genuine premiership contender now? Because I myself do, and I did have them as uh, the premier last season. And obviously, maybe it was a year too early. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, I think they are outright favourites now and deservedly so. They've had a pretty tough draw um, coming up against all finalists from last year to date, but um, they've held held their own and uh, given a few beltings uh, in the process. So, yeah, they're, they're looking very good this year. So, just to sum it up, they've beaten uh, the Pies in round one, who are a grand finalist, and they've beaten... Uh, the Eagles, obviously, who were the Premier. So they've been the reigning Premier and the grand finalist. Uh, also taking care of Adelaide in Adelaide, which is no easy feat. Uh, and then also disposed of, I guess, their most recent, um, I won't say bogey side, but the one probably their most hated rival in, in Hawthorne. Um, so they've taken a fair few scouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, and uh, they've been impressive. They've they've got a bit. The core of the team is pretty much the same, but they've just added a few elements, um, a few new faces, uh, some through uh, off-season recruiting, some that they've uh, just let develop in their uh, VFL side. But um, they've added them to the mix, and it's just. I think it's uh, yeah, the youth that you speak of, like Brian Myers, who. I have uh, anyone who knows me knows I've got a bond affiliation for the uh, dreadlocked forward. Um, and also the likes of Gary Rowan and Luke Dowhouse. Solving a bit of their forward problems that they had last year, now they've got those two sort of crumbing forwards to complement Myers as well around Hawkins, which means they've got such a balanced forward line uh, and they're not relying on one line to get the job done. 
Yeah, that's right. And uh, even Gary Rowan's showing off his uh, marking prowess as well. So, uh, all right, the next yep, one I've got uh, on my list. Looking very good. Are the Crows turning back the clock? Are they back yet? And more importantly, uh, with a smiling face, I've got this written down just for you. Is Tex back? <laughs> yes. Um, I'll. Well, one thing is for sure, they've definitely turned around their form and um, it had to happen pretty quickly and it's probably fair to say that it did. And yeah, Tex is actually looking like uh, the power forward that we all hoped that he would be for for a long period. He looks like he's over his injury troubles from last year. He's moving well, which is the key to to him because he's, you know, a fairly slow player, but... um, just really good body positioning and the ball has been... Do you almost feel like when, uh, is, when he goes uh, off the boil, you and uh, Kane Corns must just uh, get together at times and just uh, gang up on old text. But, um, yeah, he's looking like uh, having the forward line to him uh, to himself oh. at the moment without JJ there. He just looks much more settled. Uh, his leading patterns look better and they seem to be looking for him a bit more, which I think is helping him. Uh, I definitely look back to... <laughs> I won't say the old text, but he looked a lot better than what he has done for some time. Yeah, definitely. And uh, don't separate yourself from uh, text criticism because I reckon there are a few episodes where you certainly laid the boot to him as well. So he uh, he certainly had his critics, but uh, he's looking in much better form now and uh, showing some consistency which uh is exactly what yeah I've, I've always had a uh, always had a lot of love for tech so um i don't know where those are coming from but i'll have to listen back to uh some of our old podcasts to see what you're talking about um, <laughs> yeah no must must, uh, must come to the territory can patty mccartan ever recover from these concussions because there's talk now that he's going to be out for the season that he just can't cope with them and we've already seen Liam Pickin suffer the same fate. And we know that McCartan wears a helmet, yet he's still getting concussed. I, I think it's going to end up being a tragic story, unfortunately. I think it is. And what a shame it is because he was, uh, you know, such a talented junior, number one pick. Um, had all the makings of uh, being a, a great forward for, for St Kilda. And it's just looking like a disaster story for them and, and for Paddy. Uh, and another one as well, Ben Jacobs. We're yet to see him this year. And he's been treated as indefinite on the sidelines as well. And it's such a serious issue that, you know, it has long-lasting effects past their footy career and into their, you know, adult and older lives. So, you know... It's it's a tough one, but it's looking like... Well, we've already seen, obviously, be, the, um, yeah, the potential court case way. with Sam Shaw against the uh, against the Adelaide Football Club. Uh, and then also um, someone like John Platten, obviously, has suffered um, some issues, obviously, later in life due to concussions. So I think we're almost heading to the point, not maybe NFL style, but um, definitely that there's a bit of an epidemic from it. Um, talk is that he could be turned into a defensive player, so a bit like in the mould of Jack Watts and Darcy Moore. I still don't know how that helps him with concussion because if he, he's still going to be going into the same contest and he's still going to potentially suffer the same. So we'll have to watch that with Paul. 
say Ben Jake is another one. Was that listed as a neck injury? Oh, I thought that was something yeah. to do with the neck rather than the conditions. Um, well, I think it, it's just sort of filtered down to his neck. It was certainly uh, concussions was the, was the cause of it at the start, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, I guess it's all yeah. related um, in that area. And, yeah, I guess uh, what they're thinking with Paddy maybe is try if, if you keep trying the same thing and yeah. getting the same result, you know, maybe it's time to change it up. So, all right. Now on to yeah. something which I know uh, we'll you've been uh, quite vocal about and quite annoyed about because it's robbed you of a key defensive player. The Optus Surface. Now, I know it's been talked about for a couple of weeks now, obviously, the news that Barras is out for 10 weeks will fill mm. Eagles fans with a lot of joy. I can assure you of that. Uh, and now uh, Jack Redden's another victim. Is that a victim of the Optus Surface, Tatos? No. Well, it's a lower leg injury. It's Achilles soreness. And you'd probably have to bundle it up once again and say, yeah, it's it's a serious, serious concern. And they need it to get fixed just as soon as possible because, yeah, it's causing all sorts of problems for our players. Um, and, yeah, there's not really much more that needs to be said. Adam Simpson said that they're, they're not going to be training there anymore. So when, when that sort of thing happens... Because as we know, and as we've seen on TV, it's an impressive stadium. It's, it's a beautiful-looking stadium. And, you, and you've had that firsthand. But do, do they is, know what water is over there? <laughs> I honestly don't know how they can't get it right. I mean... Uh, you think back to maybe uh, Telstra Stadium or Etihad as it is now, I know that there was definitely surface issues when that first opened up. So maybe it's just a similar thing where it's just going to take a number of seasons to get it right. But, uh, yeah, it's costing a few of our key players at the moment. Yeah, but, I mean, look, uh, I I get Etihad because uh, Marble, Docklands, whatever it's been called the years. I, I get oh, that yeah, had now, issues because obviously the roof was closed. <laughs> oh, stadium's quite hot. Uh, I would have thought maybe just watering mm-hmm. it. Maybe there's water restrictions over in Perth, but I don't know. But they've got to get it ASAP because otherwise it's going to derail a premiership campaign. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure that the ground staff are trying their absolute best to get it right. Um, so... You know, well, no, maybe, I can't, you can't really point the finger at them. To maybe they either, need to so. speak to uh, the ground staff yeah, here because it's, we it's get no rain here and yet our surface is completely fine. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get Les over there and get the, uh, uh, get the pitch right for the, uh, for the um, Indian test. Um, oh, Pakistanis, New Zealanders, whoever's coming down next year. Uh, kangaroos and swans, are they bottoming out? Are we finally seeing the swans? Great. Swans bottoming out. Uh, swans, almost definitely. And I think uh, Longmire now going on record as saying something along those lines. Um, I think North are in denial and it's probably a reality. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, uh, very soon. Yeah, I, I think the Swans are uh, done. Perhaps Longmire should have moved on. And um, 
yeah, I just uh, think their time um, at the top is pretty much done. And especially if they lose to Brisbane this week, they would go one and six. Uh, yeah, one and six. And uh, I just can't see them coming back from that. It's hard to point the finger at Longmire, though, to be fair, because he's gotten them to finals um, once he took over from Ruzi in every season. Um, maybe it's just that structure of the cola that allowed them to, to keep topping up and to get in these players that's uh, served him so well. Now that's gone. And, you know, they probably just not used to having to, to draft all their, their stars. So I wouldn't really be pointing the finger at Longmire. And I think he's definitely got the runs on the board to, to see uh, him through and get them through this period. Uh, if it, you know, goes on longer than three, you know, two or three yeah, seasons. No, exactly. And um, start thinking about moving him on. Yeah. Uh, I, as for the Kangaroos, I think it's, um, I think they over. I think they generally overthought their list. They overachieved last season. I had I think I think I went a year early in both. I had kangaroos down the bottom last uh, season or bottom two, and uh, it looks like they could head that way. And the only the only relief is they could get a win this weekend, and that's not on the back of how they're playing. That's on the back of Carl have a disastrous uh, having a disastrous run of injuries this week. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, you'd probably have to say that they did over, overachieve last year and, um, you know, through, I guess, no fault of their own looking at those results, they, they thought, okay, yeah, we can give it a, another serious shake if we just get a few more experienced players in and uh, try and use that cap space that we know that they have. Um, so yeah, now they're, they're facing, uh, what's looking like a pretty bleak season for them. And yeah, they probably hit Carlton at a good time because they've copped a few injuries and, you know, maybe they're a little bit disheartened after dropping some, yeah, some that's it. games. All right. So uh, other than uh, yeah, we'll fans are often accused and, uh, of uh, hitting the slopes early, but it looks like their team's hitting the slopes early. It looks like they want the snowfield. They're all a bunch of downhill skiers at the moment. And, um, yeah, I think they're actually uh, outright bottom at the moment. Yeah, uh, look, you have to say their season's gone. I mean, until they get uh, a few players back... um, yeah, you just can't see it turning around, can you? Because they're making three or four changes just about every week, um, really struggling to find uh, the right balance with what they've got available to them. And, yeah, unless they, they have a, a run of... No, exactly. Winnable, winnable uh, and I'm the same. And look, especially, they, I think they're going to think about resting Wiedemann or giving him a shot in the twos. They've got Hawthorne this week. Oh, I'll tell you what, they, they did um, about the same time last year, they got smashed by Hawthorne. If they got smashed by Hawthorne again, well, then that would be um, curtains, I think. All right. So the big news of the day yeah, was obviously yeah, that um, 
early this morning, and I think I got on the front foot early from uh, a tweet sent out by uh, Tommy Brown, who likes to get on the front foot early, as um, Jack Rewalt would attest to, and um, sometimes too early when he hasn't even had the scans. But Josh Kelly re-signing for two years at the Giants, that puts their uh, premiership window right yeah. in the mix. Yep, absolutely. And we spoke about it last week and just said how there's almost no motivation for him to go to, to other clubs that have that cap space and can make those big offers. You know, looking at North Melbourne, Carlton, um, probably being a bit harsh there on St Kilda, but uh, GWS, they're, they're right in the mix to play finals, right in the mix to finish top four, uh, and they still have youth on their side. So there was absolutely no reason really. Yeah, and they've got go home. Home. Uh, a genuine so, yeah, and their age demographic you like, you like to uh, in the mid-20s is uh, early early to mid-20s uh, is outstanding. So you've got Josh Kelly, who I think is the Rolls Royce of them all. Obviously, Stephen Caniglio, who looks like he may re-sign himself, but yet to be uh, yet to be put away. Uh, and then the other two, Timmy Taranto and Jacob Hopper, uh, it's certainly still a star-studded midfield, and certainly with bookends like Jeremy Cameron and uh, Phil Davis back there, they're, they're a chance for a premiership. And even as, even this year, they're definitely right in the mix. Yeah, definitely, and it's good to see you know those star quality players stick with their team. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, a great news story for, for the AFL, and. Um, yeah, they look like uh, being a serious contender for a number of years still. And you think about the players that they've lost, if they still had them in their team. You know, <laughs> it would be. Uh, the likes of Shield, Trelaw, Taylor Adams. Uh, geez, and even more than that that I can't even mention. So um, let's move on. We've, and we've done these sort of uh, Q&A part of the show. So we'll move on to uh, the preview for round seven as we move sort of towards the uh, halfway point in the season. Uh, so Friday night is a cracker, I think. Um, it's a silver medal match for mine. Uh, it's Collingwood at $1.32, quite short, um, but they are playing well against Port Adelaide, $3.30 away from home at the MCG. Travis Bokes, 250th. Haydos, what do you think? Um. I reckon it's at Marvel, not the MCG. Oh, so, yeah, actually. No, you're right. It is, really a, it sure is at Marvel, not the MCG. I must have got a bit excited there. That that it another game of the G. Uh, my mistake on that. Um, I don't know. It, I think it changes for Collingwood because they don't play that, uh, that often. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. And I reckon maybe Marvel's just a little bit closer in um, size to what the Adelaide Oval is. So, you know, those little one percenters can't hurt Port's chances. Um, I think they're definitely going to be, be competitive, that's for sure. I think uh, the, the ruck battle is going to be interesting. How does uh, Grundy respond to uh, Lysette's treatment from the grand final last year and in the prelim? Can he... Uh, can he step up against him and then obviously have to face Paddy Ryan yeah, no, exactly. well throughout and, uh, the game? So obviously, will, will Grundy have nightmares? Uh, the midfield final day all over again. But um, interesting points for mine is that Ben Reid will come in 
bit of a 30th birthday gift in a way. Big Meso Cox will be out. That got confirmed today. Uh, so the rumour that was um, going around that he was, wasn't going to play has already been confirmed. Um, and obviously Tommy Jonas out for court. Um, so it kind of evens itself out. Obviously, the other big news was Robbie Gray's ruled out for a month uh, with a hand injury. So that'll affect um, Port a little bit going forward. And probably uh, the one that comes in probably would be uh, Stephen Motlop, I would say, uh, would be my best guess at this stage. Um, I reckon Colin would win it probably by three or four goals. But Port will be in it right the way. And obviously, the young players will relish um playing such a talented side as uh, Collingwood and they'll uh, try and get up for Bokey, but I think Collingwood has got too much, uh, too much in the tank for Port. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be going with Collingwood, but one thing's for sure, Port is definitely going to be with him for a lot of the contest and Collingwood are a good team, but they still give you chances to, to get your game into action and to get momentum on your side too because um, yeah we saw it against uh, Essendon where Essendon really got a roll on um, uh, Richmond even though they got belted in the end they still had good periods of dominance as well so if Port yeah, exactly tough alright GWS uh, and St Kilda now this is big this is at Monica again uh, in Canberra and, uh, I reckon is this where the Giants lost a Frio as well So I think they don't, I think they obviously uh, prefer yeah, Spotless to Monica, but um, oh look in this one, St Kilda missing Jack Lodi, um, a little bit of a reality check against the Crows. GWS obviously buoyed by the signing of Kelly, uh, more than likely have Phil Davis back. Um, I think it's a GWS win for me, and uh, by a few goals. Yeah, I think so. And I think reality check is probably the right word for the Saints. Um, not to say that they haven't been good, but they've certainly uh, been on the better side of teams out of form, teams with injuries during games, um, and, you know, probably wrote yeah, their luck they've, they've to got a, uh, a few victories. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think they can be competitive. Yeah, they do. And they'll certainly come back to earth. Uh, I think GWS will be... You know, a five-goal better side. Um, so, yeah, I think it will be uh, pretty straightforward for, for GWS here. If they yeah, the and look, the betting odds reflect that. GWS is $1.25 uh, in St Kilda, uh, $3.90. So I'll be back at GWS in that one. Uh, also on at the same time is a cracker of a game. Um, I've got it as a bronze medal match, and that's probably more down to Melbourne's form. But somehow the bookies have Melbourne at $2 and Hawthorne at $1.80. Uh, at the MCG, but both sides are far removed from the semi-final sides that they both put out. Uh, and with Diego Mira in the form that he's in, Scully starting to find his feet at the Hawks, Ricky Henderson in career best form. i tell you what, um, I like the Hawks in this one, I really do. Yeah, I like the Hawks as well, and they showed great fight to, to come back from the position that they're in against Carlton. Uh, Carlton certainly got the jump on them, uh, but they did so you know, so well to, to win that in the end, really. Um, and yeah, Melbourne just, uh, they, they were with Richmond for probably, you know, the best part of three quarters, and they got blown away in the last, which was uh, disappointing. But um, yeah, I mean, it is 
for me, a little bit of a 50-50. Yeah, no, favouring favoring the, favoring the Hawks in this one. Uh, Twilight Saturday, we've got Brisbane versus Sydney up at the Gabba. And I think if Brisbane, Brisbane want to um, stamp themselves as a contender, they need to make a statement in this one and win by um, look a similar margin at GWS wouldn't go astray. Uh, Lockie Neal is a platform, but he's likely to cop some heat from uh, George Hewitt. Yeah, and to be fair, I reckon uh, they made a bit of a statement last week because if they are going to be a finals contender, they really needed to take care of the Gold Coast, and they did that. And, um, you know, they stepped up after probably a, a couple of disappointing weeks. So it was good to see them get back on the winner's list and they did it in good style. And uh, the way that uh, Sydney are travelling at the moment should be uh, a straightforward victory here for, for Brisbane. And given the fact that Sydney will be without Buddy again, it's going to make it all the more harder for them to, to kick a winning Yeah, score. no, look, so uh, win this Brisbane at home, I think, uh, is a good one. Two, uh, with a few more... Um... Yeah, a few more nice games to come. So uh, yeah, I think Brisbane in uh, in this one. Uh, Saturday night, it's um, a side that's disappointed against a side that surprised us with the injuries they've had. Um, and it's the Bulldogs at $3.40 against the Richmond Tigers at $1.30 at Marble Stadium. Uh, just the previous odds for the last match, Brisbane at $1.40, Sydney with two ninety. Um you know what? This is a game, given the heat they've, they've copped all week, given the disappointment they've had for the 2 0 start and they're now 2 uh, 4. Um, I'll tell you what, the Bulldogs had won. This is, this is one they can win and they might win, given how much they tested Richmond last year when Richmond were in superlative form. Yeah, well, that's probably the only positive that uh, Bulldogs can draw on at the moment is that they really, um, because their form has been, uh, yeah, it hasn't been great. Uh, Luke Beveridge just sort of made some interesting lineup sort of uh, shuffles, if you will, playing uh, a few players out of their natural positions. Um, so, yeah, I think if he gets back to a bit of normality, um, you know, maybe the Bulldogs can put up a better fight. And to be fair, they they were in front of Fremantle uh, in the third quarter. So, you know, they, they were around them. So, look at that as a positive. Think back again to round 23 last week, then maybe they are a chance of causing a boil. Yeah, no, look, um, Richmond have been... Uh... Pretty good. Um, and they started off well against Melbourne and, and finished it off against Melbourne. Um, and they'll be looking to do more of the same. Obviously, Jack Rewalt out will uh, will definitely hurt. Uh, but Tom Lynch is just starting to get some continuity there, starting to get some chemistry there with the Richmond Whitfield. Uh, Dustin Martin had a good game against the Western Bulldogs last time out, so I'd expect him to do the same and bounce back from uh, last week's tag by him. Um Bulldogs forward line is just a bit dysfunctional at the moment and I don't know how they rectify that. Do they keep playing Shaki? Do, do they have to wait for Tom Boyd, although he may not be the answer? I'm just not sure. And, and then when they get it forward, they just burn it. They, they burn their opportunities. They're one of the most inaccurate sides in the AFL. And when you're not getting those opportunities, it, it, 
hurts. And obviously, we've seen that already. Um, the Gold Coast game, they, they lost that they should have won. Uh, I just, I think Richmond, despite the fact it's a marvel, um, I think I think they win this one and uh, improve their position despite their injuries. Yeah, it's hard to go past Richmond. I think uh, Bulldogs say they're crying out for a, a big power forward, and I mean you almost have to take Shaky back, even though he's not setting the world alight in the VFL. Um, but they just need someone to kick it to. And, yeah, uh, they're sort of mediums. They do the best they can, but uh, at the end of the day... Yeah, that's it. Uh, All right, the other Saturday night game is uh, one close to your heart. Yeah, Jeez, I'll uh, tell you what, looking at the odds, you, you would, you would the you'd think they're um, five and one, not uh, not three and three. But uh, West Coast six versus Gold Coast $9. Add up the stadium for mine. West Coast will make a statement at the selection table. I don't know who's going to uh, cop the cull, but that, that's the talk. Is there's going to be a bit of a bit of a cull, um, and I reckon they make a statement on the scoreboard as well. I think Kennedy and Darling get back to uh, how they were last year, and I think this is a more uh, well, at the very least a six goal win. Yeah, looking at those odds, it does puzzle me a bit because, um, yeah, we haven't been great. We've been smashed, really, last two weeks. Uh, probably jumped by by Port Adelaide a bit, but against Geelong, it was, to be honest, it was a bit of a predictable result because it's not a happy hunting ground for many teams and certainly not us. Um, yeah, it was a long time ago that we came back from that 40-odd point margin at three-quarter time and uh, caused that cause that upset win um so yeah i hope that we can get back to to playing some uh, some decent footy it obviously starts in the middle our uh, midfield's been smashing contested ball last couple of weeks um so yeah maybe they can respond and against probably some of the younger bodies of the gold coast uh can get back to to winning that tough hard ball and, and then giving our forwards a chance because that's been their biggest problem is we just haven't been getting it forward for them and uh, not with any real threat or anything. So, yeah, if we can get that part of our game going again, then, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Should, All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, West Coast for mine, West Coast for you. Uh, All right, the early Sunday games, score, like I said, got a bit, need, of, uh, a bit of a percentage back. Bit of uh, interest around it. It's Carlton a dollar ninety five versus North Melbourne a dollar eighty five at Marvel Stadium. I've got it as the other bronze medal game. I couldn't split Carlton North Melbourne and Melbourne North Melbourne. And um, the only reason why Carlton aren't favourite favourites in this uh, is already the news that um, Kate Simpson is out injured for a couple of weeks, uh, and so is Nick Newman out injured for a couple of weeks. So really, pretty much puts their half backline out, adding to the fact that you've already got Sam. Doherty out for the season. They're just struggling to um, to field a decent side. Uh, and then you add to Matthew Cruiser finally gets back, finally um, has an influence on a game, and then he's out injured again, which has been the story of Matthew Cruiser's career. So those three injuries have already put North Melbourne favourite. And if North Melbourne don't win this one, they can pack yeah. their bags and start planning for uh, a September holiday because uh, they'll have really nothing to play for this season other than uh, draft picks. 
Yeah, it's uh, pretty disappointing for, for Blues fans to be losing all that personnel and uh, probably none bigger than Cruiser because he was absolutely dominant in those fir- in that first half um, and then went down in the third quarter and barely played out the game. So uh, And that just changed so much of the game because McAvoy really got on top, as you can imagine. Um, yeah, so that's the only reason that you'd probably have to swing towards North is the fact that Carlton just not going to have that many. Yeah, not, not with any confidence. So, so, probably the fact that Carlton yeah, probably, 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 uh, probably gets Probably gets fair. Give Spurs look to a returning uh, Sean Higgins after that illness against, uh, which he was a laid out against Port Adelaide. And Cunnington and hopefully Hall and Polek can uh, give some outside run and yeah, give some Roos fans something to cheer about and just get them a little bit excited yeah, for the rest of the right. season. All right, moving on to the gold medal match for the round. And I think it's because uh, both sides have been and Perhaps Essendon and Hab had a bit of the wood. And it was good to see on uh... Geelong recently, despite uh, where the two teams have been on the ladder. And uh, Geelong are $1.47, Essendon two sixty five. It's another classic of the G. Can we see another Essendon boil over? Well, there's certainly a chance. I certainly don't think they'll be winning by the 40-odd or 50-odd point that they have uh, been winning against the Cats in recent times. Um, but, yeah, if, uh, if Smith pulls up okay, they get Fantasia back. Um, Joe Danaher, geez, he looked really good last week, didn't he? And he's only played the, the two games. Um, so, yeah, they're not without Yeah, chance, I'm, I'm sure. looking at um, – I just think – Geelong will fall down one week. I just, I just don't think it's this week. I think they back it up, and I think they go again. And I think they take care of Essendon. Not committing, like, but, uh, not by great margin. Um, Geelong win by, say, probably two to three goals. I think it'll be close all day. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. It's hard to go past Geelong with... Uh, the form that they they were in last week, um, obviously not at Cat Park, but uh, yeah, they're they're definitely the form side of the comp. That's fair to say. So, as much as Essendon have turned it around and they've looked great in uh, in their games recently, um, yeah, no, fair enough, and I agree. Uh, Twilight Sunday brings us to our home city, the city of churches. It's Adelaide Oval, probably the start of the year. You look at it, you go, yeah, that's an easy win for Adelaide. But certainly the way Fremantle are playing at the moment, that that's not the case. And uh, it might be tighter than the odds reflect. With Adelaide $1.33 and Fremantle $3.25, uh, definitely uh, a bit of, um, could be a bit of a sports bet special, this one, I reckon, um, which I know you're uh, you're all over. And I'll tell you what, it was only, on, it was only just missed out on a bronze medal. Adelaide back, seemingly back in form, seemingly. Um, and Fremantle looking likely like they could get even stronger with the return of Connor Blakely. Yeah, uh, Fremantle, they've been a bit of a surprise packet. I know that in one of our first uh, podcasts, I, I was I was pretty optimistic that Fremantle could turn it around, uh, especially with uh, their recruits of Hogan and Lobb. Um, and then their preseason form didn't really uh, warrant any confidence, but uh, they've certainly shown in their regular season that they're they're going very well. Um, they can definitely take it up to Adelaide, and it could be one of those uh, 
you know, quarter time, they're up by a couple of goals. Sports bet pay you out nice and early. That would be nice. Um, yeah, I, you still have to go with the Crows because it's at home. And I think that's that's a huge uh, advantage for them. Uh, but, yeah, it could be yeah, a and nice a good. Uh, there's a couple of battles that you'd love to watch in this. Uh, Nathan Fife going up against the Crouch Brothers is one. And the other is Caleb uh, Walker on one of the most underrated backmen in the league, you know, it's Pierce. I think that will be a uh, very intriguing battle, which could go away uh, to determining uh, who wins this. Yeah, that's probably a fair statement. Alex Pierce has been in uh, ripping touch and uh, doing some pretty pretty big jobs because he, he was good against Jeremy Cameron as well the week before and absolutely blanketed Norton last week. So, yeah, he's uh, this is Tex in, in decent form. So... It's going to be another big test for him. but uh, Yeah, yeah so I've got uh, Adelaide just in that. So just to reiterate, uh, the gold medal match was Geelong Essendon. The silver, Collingwood, Port Adelaide, maybe slight bias in that um, with Travis Spokes 250th. Uh, and massive shout-out to Trav. He's been a great um, servant for Port Adelaide. And also, uh, if, if you were leading, apparently, champion data's Brownlow medal leaderboard has him as a third on 7.9 votes at the moment. Um, that was just quick something that just came up off of Fox Sports that I just thought I'd pop in. Uh, but he's in career best form and um, he could definitely help a power upset. Uh, and the bronze medal matches Carlton, North Melbourne, and Melbourne and the Hawks. I could not split them. All right, I've got my locks now. I'm going to run through it and then you can give me uh, you can give me yours after to give you a little bit of thinking time. So I've got my locks as uh, West Coast at a dollar six, obviously, sure. and uh, Brisbane. Uh, at a dollar forty, uh, the upsets that I can see are Bulldogs, uh, three dollars forty, and Fremantle, as I alluded to before, three twenty-five. And then the best value, I guess, one being a favourite and one being an outsider. Your best value, North Melbourne, dollar eighty-five, which I'll jump on now because they might get a bit shorter, obviously, once the uh, teams are, uh, are named. Uh, and then Essendon at uh, two sixty-five. Uh, and also Hawthorne is another one. I've added three best values because uh, Hawthorne are listed at a dollar eighty, uh, which I, I believe they should be a lot shorter. So, what do you reckon, uh, given all of that, that you think your locks, upsets, and best value are? I think uh, Richmond are a lock to beat the Bulldogs. So I'm going to um, go against your uh, potential yep. upset there. I think. Richmond are in too good a form. Um, I like to think West Coast are a lock. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe we'll include them. And the other one that I'm pretty confident on as well is... All right, GWS so that's your three locks. Uh, upsets. What do you reckon your upsets are for this one? Oh, I like it. I like it. I reckon your boys are a big chance against uh, Collingwood. Yeah, so that's one that I wouldn't be too shocked to see. Um, and, yeah, for some reason, I've still got my Melbourne from last year. Okay, all right, Port Melbourne. Your best value. They could potentially beat Hawthorne. Well, I want to say Port again because I think $3.30 for a team like Port, well, Port is yeah. uh, not too bad. 
yeah, happy with them. Um, and probably Fremantle as well at three twenty-five. Uh, yeah, I think they're. I think they're up there. That's for sure. What second on the ladder? And and as you said, they're going to be adding Blakely to that midfield, so that's uh, another feather in their cap. And they've got uh, some good, some good targets. Yeah. To kick All to right, so, tips. What yeah, what do you uh, what do you think? As well? So you had. Uh, let me just run through it. You had the Pies. You had the Giants. Um, now, were you Hawks or Demons? You were Hawks, weren't you? Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to be checking the Hawks. The Tigers. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane. You had the, the Eagles, uh, obviously. You're back in the Roosing. Yep. Uh, North Melbourne. Yep. Uh, go, have wow. to go to them as well. And then I think for only the second time this year, or maybe even it might be the first nice time this year, looking at what I've got written down, we're, uh, we're the same, mate. Wow. As long as Tottenham and Liverpool that, doesn't win, because I want a uh, draw or a, uh, or a nice uh, narrow loss tonight. Mate, we we go into okay. Barcelona, so mate. You're not, not at home. you're not even going for the win then. <laughs> yes, uh, going to be a tough one, isn't it? But uh, mate, you guys are in good form. You you've got the trail up. Front. Yeah, look, hopefully. Anyway, we, we shouldn't okay. uh, cross contaminate the uh, podcast like we do, but we have for this one. Um, look, been a great episode, mate. And uh, look, you can uh, follow on. Um, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram at the Sporting One, on Twitter one underscore Sporting. Follow the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Castbox, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, which is iTunes. And we'll be back next week, uh, certainly reviewing another fantastic uh, round of footy. Good luck to your side, and uh, mate, go the power. That's it, mate. All right, mate. uh, Have a good one. Enjoy the uh, weekend ahead with the footy, and uh, we'll be back next week. See ya.